0: Hi there, my name is Sarah Wendy, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast. I'm an energy healer, mentor and coach, helping people create more authenticity and intimacy in their lives so as to reach lasting well-being and build meaningful aligned relationships. I will be connecting with people of similar interests in the show and hope you will find lots of value in it. Thanks for listening. This week I'm speaking to Maida Park, a business and success coach based in New York City. Maida and I met in a mastermind group where we discovered similarities in our respective journeys, having both lived in Paris and New York City. Maida talks about her first days as a woman on the trading floors of Wall Street and how she now helps women step into their own power and truth in the workplace. Here we go. Hi
1: Maida, how are you today? Mm -hmm. Hi, Wendy. I am very fine. Thank you for inviting me today. I am very honored to be on this podcast.
0: Oh, I'm really excited to to have you here. Um, I've only known you for a few months, but it seems like we have a couple of things in common, um, including um, a a lifetime of travel, right? We've lived in a couple of um, the same places, including...
1: Paris and New York, that sounds so
0: glamorous.
1: (laughs) It is, it is. It's a blessing in disguise. It's as if we, each of us, trailed the other one in some sometimes very exotic places. Asia, the Philippines for you, the Middle East for me. And then there is the more classic and so-called glamorous glamorous places i don't know about glamorous it does sound
0: it does sound glamorous like and then you were in london i saw um i was in hong kong so like big you know financial (laughs) Actually, my stepfather was a banker. I don't think you know this about me. So no. that's why we were in all these financial capitals. Yeah, that's the secret. So, <laughs>
1: who, who would have thought that being a banker would make you a traveler and a salesperson, right? It wasn't supposed to be that way. And yet, when it comes to transferable skills, banking is the easiest to transfer. How interesting is that?
0: I never thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So actually, um, this is great. Can you actually tell us a little bit about your your story? Um, And of course, we're going to get to your coaching practice But I'm really, you know, interested about people's uh, stories, especially yours is so colorful. um, And I, I might find other things that I can relate to. So would you mind telling us a little bit about that?
1: Absolutely, especially when you put the word colourful in it, because, you know, it's, totally. it's, it's a beautiful way of putting it. Um, so now, I'm going to cut my story short because otherwise. <laughs> <it's Yeah. awful. laughs> um, but let me just tell you in a nutshell, uh, this is a story that I'm going to summarize as one of those hero's journeys started with my parents who come from very diverse middle eastern background with a lot of stories of themselves and their parents traveling as well for historical reasons you know that these are countries that have held a lot of wisdom in them but there have been a lot of um historical yes mistreatment <laughs> yes trauma is much better. trauma <laughs> so for grandparents four traumatized stories as well. Um, neither of my four grandparents was actually born in Syria, uh, yet they lived, all four of them, in Syria. And this is where my parents met. Very diverse background. My mom comes from a more aristocratic uh, type of um, wealthy, in a way, uh, background. My dad is the product of um, survival. Both of them are the products of survival. But my dad is more recent in, in his family's history. He is of Armenian descent as well. Um, so my parents met in Syria, left Syria to France, where I was born. I went back uh, shortly after to, fr- to from France to Syria because um, the Middle East has something very gripping about it. It's, it's, Especially Syria, where when you lived like me in Damascus, when every day you would go to school and you would go on that same street where St. Paul got his uh, revelation to put down Christianism wow. as, <laughs> as a religion. Um, and, and in Syria, there is a lot of, um, how can I say that, attachment to mysteries, to miracles, and all magical. Stories it says and i think every every place is magical if you know you go to asia you go to europe even in the us there is a lot of magic and history so i was born in that in that context of uh, odds meeting um, a lot of personal histories a lot of personal histories of change of immigration when i was 11 my parents had to leave syria m- wanting to leave syria but also not really something that they had planned it was more they had to so we we left unexpectedly uh Syria to France where I continued my education I went into finance uh, (laughs) which was almost like a no choice I'm going to say I'm one of those people who you you are born in a family that have lost and rebuilt everything several times So there is a push in my family to be highly educated because that's the way of survival. Right. So this is what I did and it was fine. I loved studying. I hated working and I still do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, more things in common. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so after that, um, I met also my husband. Uh, We've been together for 30 years now and uh from wow, there amazing. We, i'd love to hear about that <laughs> <laughs> we, i don't i don't i don't even know if it's a soulmate thing or what have you it's just that we had we we had a lot in common and we we get along very well he's my best everything is he also in finance he is also in finance okay. yes same we met in college together um, so finance uh in London, in Paris, in London, and then in the US. And finance was an interesting story in the sense where I was either the only woman on desks or the first woman on desks. So it was wow. um, it was interesting because very quickly it was a world that I really didn't want to go into. It was training floors, it was locker room, kind of frat house mentality at the beginning. And that's so interesting. The, Thank you. The the interesting part was more that as soon as I, when I got hired in that first job, the guy before me said, I think you will be okay." And he said that almost verbatim. I think you will be okay because we had a lady before you. And they treated her so badly that she had a nervous breakdown. And we cannot find anyone to replace her, women or men, because both genders are scared of being on that floor but you right. look like you will be fine and oh i looked God. at the guy i'm like i'm a very shy person you know and he's like no there's something in you you'll be fine let's try it so first three days i was on the trading floor there was another woman who was on the side because she was the exotic self person she was trading japan so nobody would talk to her and um after two, three days, I had a big clash with the real head of the desk. So there is the appointed head and there is the, you know, the macho man. And then I discovered that I had to work with his team all the time. I'm like, oh, okay. And actually, you know what? It went extremely well because very quickly I decided, you know what? I think they're going to fire me because I'm, I'm really not the right person for them. I, I'm not letting people walking over me like this right. and what happened. So that was a, a very big revelation for me because I decided at that point, I was like, I don't care what they think of me. I want to be liked. I want to be accepted and loved, but I don't care. I have my limit. And my limit was I'm here to do a job. So I'm going to do it. And I'm going to ask them to buy into it, in the sense of, at that time, there was a lot of porn circulating on trading floors. Now it's forbidden, but it wasn't at that time. And they, it was fun for them whenever I was working to show me all the images, trying to shock me, but- Seriously, that's how it was. Yes, and it didn't shock me. I'm like, you know what, guys, if you want to shock me, you really need more than that. So. You, I'm going to tell you one. So thing. they were—you were
0: bullied. You were bullied
1: a bit at the beginning. They were testing me. They were—they were having fun. They It was me, like a hazing was, process. It was—it was a bit of that. Uh, I think they were—they were. It was more their way of communicating together. Uh, the you know bonding together, and for them, I was the outsider.
0: For sure, totally.
1: <laughs> and and at the, so I would have all these. You know, the, you, you have all these screens, you're surrounded by screens. And at some point, at, at the beginning, they would put, put that, I would not even think about it. And then at some point, I, I had like a big of a, you know, guys, I am here to help you because none of you idiots speak English. I am here to prepare the daily newsletter. I'm at 5 a.m. at the desk to prepare a daily newsletter that translates all the research that we're we are getting from London. Neither of you guys speak good enough English to produce this to your clients. So here's the thing. If you want me to honor your clients, which you're making money of, I'm not, I'm paid minimum at that time, then you have to stop this. So I don't care what you're watching. I don't care the jokes. Whenever I'm here, you drop all these screens. And after that, you live your life and I live mine. Uh, So we continued like this. um, And it was very interesting because at that point, I discovered that a lot of the people who were working there didn't go to college. That was part of finance, where it was really an equal opportunity in the sense where you didn't need to have gone to finance sorry this was in paris maida this was in paris yes okay a long time ago (laughs) wow so it's it's part it's part also of of my journey because very quickly i realized that actually you know what men can be my allies that we are not here to clash against each other yeah. we are here to help each other and i was very i'm going to say that with all the teams that i have worked with in paris london and then new york aside from two or three pigs sorry for the <laughs> there's yeah, yeah, no other yeah. way yeah. I have never had a boss who wasn't supportive, who wasn't helping me. They were masculine in the sense where they were pushing me to behave like men would, like, you know, it's never enough. It's you have to do more. You have to be more aggressive. And this was something that I couldn't do because it's really not my personality and it's not my values but at the same time the, i've never had anybody telling me you cannot do it you you're you're bad because you're a woman or right, you right, don't. Right. so all of That's this you to, to so
0: sorry i am so i'm just going to jump forward are yes. you is this what you're doing now in your in your current work you're helping people who are in that situation do you work mostly with women as a result or mostly with women Okay. And, that,
1: and mostly with women who work in environments where it's, the mentality is still very into the pushiness of things. So women in finance, lawyers, uh, women, even in fashion, where all the top management is still women. It's the, the mentality is the same. The mentality yeah. is you push. Because the structure push. is
0: patriarchal.
1: Exactly. It's very top heavy. It's women
0: acting like men or women thinking they need to act like men.
1: Exactly. Because to get to that result, you have to be ultra performing and you have to be result oriented. And there is also a generational clash. I work with people who are between 25 and 45 mainly. There are people on the outside as well. But the generation clash is between women who are in their 30s, early 30s or um, late 20s, who have been um, groomed in a way to say, listen, we don't need to work very long hours. We, We can be very structured, but we don't need to work these hours. And the older millennials and Gen X who, like me, have been told, you know what, hard work pays off, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And they have these managers on top of them who tell them, you know what, you're having it easy. You're lucky to have a manager like me because me, when I started, I have to, I have been told I had to sleep at the office for, for me to get where I am. And it's true. Right, right. So both generations or both ways of working are are meeting now together. And the idea is to help every person to find their individuality within the workplace. Because not everybody can become an entrepreneur. Not everybody can resign and just go on their own. To feel whole where they are. So not only to be a better person, to be more aligned with themselves, but also to continue with their career, to become the C-suite, to continue working in environments Many people that I coach want to be in a structure and the irony is that I have been coaching also people who are in places where the structure has been completely removed because we want, you know, the very startup type of mentality and startup mentality can become very toxic as well. Oh my God. Tell me about it. (laughs) Guess, Guess who wins? It's not the person with the best ideas it's still the person who shouts the most, right? The squeaky wheel. So we, we, we also work (laughs) not becoming a squeaky wheel, but becoming a a better communicator in the sense where women have trouble in a way, finding their femininity between being the bully and being the damsel. So we work into what is your communication style? What is your leadership style? Right. And leadership is not imposing your views onto others, it's influencing others. Right. And to influence others, this is a very feminine trait. You use your compassion, you use your empathy, you use your understanding of what the other person wants. Um, and usually when you're doing it on your own, you can, but it's not that easy. And this is where coaching comes in. So. For me, I'm giving women what I didn't search for (laughs) or didn't find at that time is a place where they don't need to go to cancer like me to say, okay, enough, I cannot continue wanting to prove myself like this, I'm depleting my life and I'm depleting my life energy. But to say, okay, let's, let's work from a place where you can have the money, you can have the promotion, but it doesn't mean prostituting yourself too far. There's always concessions. There are always games to be played. That's corporates. Unfortunately, that's life. That's life on earth. We play games all the time. But there is a way to play the game intentionally and with compassion as well. Compassion to yourself, compassion to others, and with respect.
0: That's beautiful. Um, Maida, I have two questions for you. So the first one is, I know that you help um, these women in their, you know, in their career and getting their promotions and in, um, in helping them succeed. Do you ever, have you ever worked with someone who <clears throat> went to see you for that purpose and then eventually decided to be an entrepreneur or quit their job? Does that ever happen?
1: Yes, it did. It did um, at the beginning and it was a man actually. Interesting. <laughs> It was a man more than a woman. Um, but it did happen with women. But women, I prepare them to the last, um, to the last stretch of their career. So What well, do you mean by that? What I mean by that is that for me and the way we work together is I would like them to, if they decide to go and do something else, to close the doors behind them one of my oh, yeah. personal philosophies is that we disperse our energy a bit too much and we disperse that, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> Nothing
1: <And>, uh, <laughs> you. <laughs> I didn't invent that. Um, but we disperse them as well when we keep, um, we keep, we stay in relationships that are not working. Yep. The job is a relationship. That's what I also work on, on with people is, if your job was a boyfriend or a girlfriend or house or, or a husband or partner, would you accept that? And most of the time, like no. So, what are we talking about? Boundaries? Doing? Is it boundaries? Are we talking it's about boundaries? Boundaries. There is also staying and survival. You know, sometimes you stay in certain relationships because you don't have the financial means to live yeah. and live by yourself. And with a job, it's the same thing.
0: Sure.
1: It's not everybody can just go and say, okay, if it's, I'm, sure. I'm leaving, I'm sure. becoming not prepared. Sure. So the, the part of me that works with them is number one, how can I make you feel happy or content? Because happy is a big word. I don't <laughs> even know. It's, it's, a, it's an emotion, right? So it's, it's difficult to maintain, but how can you feel content and fulfilled to the extent possible and where you are right now. Yeah. And when you are in a place of stillness and not ultra stress, how can I take you, help you, guide you to start doing goals that are scary, but not too scary, still in a, from a place of safety. And from there, what do you want to do after that?
0: Wow, that's beautiful. So what, what, how long is the usual um, process with you?
1: So with the, with the man, because I had one man. <laughs> okay. and it was actually my, my first client as well. Um, the first, uh, it took us a good nine months to get there. Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Was, a long-term uh, project,
1: yeah.
0: America. Yes.
1: He was, he, in, his wife was having a very good job. So it wasn't so much the money, yeah. The the objectively money issue, but it was the relative money issue from his side that he he could not live with that he could not live with not being the provider Providing. So he yeah very very male thing uh, for for the women it took uh, we took six months to get there six months. simply yeah simply because for the six months we made sure that she had enough money yeah and for six months the idea was you know we're never going to be ready for anything. It doesn't matter. We're never ready. But we can be prepared. And six months is a good time to get prepared. Right, right. And because the last few months are about being prepared and looking for opportunities. And this is where, right. when you close doors behind you, new doors are going to open yeah, at some point. Yeah. You're not going to so stop. are supporting
0: that. that process as well, the next step.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I don't really have, I have been working with entrepreneurs as well, with solo enterprises, but more established. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's women who have been doing this for a certain time and they need some, some sort of tuning, tuning up. So it's more a a longer term. I'm going to say coaching. Yeah. Then a perform a, how can I say that a goal focused coaching. Right.
0: It's also like—is it inter- like a work-life balance as a goal? Is that one of the things you? Oh working? yes, and uh,
1: you, you know, <laughs> you know what it is, right? For entrepreneurs, they they breathe in, they wake up with the job, they yeah. sleep with the job, yeah, and so. uh, there's no in between. And at yeah. the same time, they continue having this guilt of not having a life, but they love their job, so it's are not doing enough. It's <laughs> so about just they go back yeah. to. And, and for those who are a bit more spiritual, my Thailand is your soul does not give a rat's ass about what you do. Does not. <laughs> what your soul wants is for you to expand, is for you to explore, yes. is for you to have more experiences. So relax and chill with the job when you can. Doesn't mean like just dropping everything, but it means be a bit more in the flow of things. Let things happen as well. It's you know give and take give and take and then same with the family they love you for who you are they honor the, the 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 entrepreneurs that you are you are giving them an example of how you can work in a very centered way you're their role model so don't worry too much kids kids will be okay they see you they know you're present they're not they're not stupid
0: you don't have to be perfect
1: Exactly. Yes, it's exactly that. Yeah. It's it's getting out of this mentality that we have to be everything or you know, like the Wonder Woman of the eighties and all of this is super mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 soul crushing because it's a to do list. It's a to do list. All of a sudden everything becomes a to do list. All your life is a to do list. (laughs) I love lists (laughs) I'm just kidding.
0: So, might I have a follow-up question for, um, for that? What would you, what advice would you give a person? Um, I know a lot in my community, um, you know, friends and, and and students as well, very high-performing women, but who are caught in this, you know, needing to feel like they have to be one of the guys, you know. So that is also soul-crushing, right? Yes. Like when you're, it's not who they are, and they're working from a purely masculine. Um, you know, they've adapted so well. So they're so good at what they do, but they're dying inside. They're going to get, you know, their, their health is, is taking a toll. Where, where could they start?
1: With their health. <laughs> well, their health is,
0: yeah, let's say they're already like, yeah, susceptible yeah. to low immune exactly. system. Like what, what advice would you give them?
1: I would start with the body. I would start okay. with everything that brings you back into the body. Women who try to have it all the man way are doing it also the very intellectual way because we have been primed in our societies to live from the mind. This is, right? You're smart. You're smart first. (laughs) Think it through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go back into anything that can put you back into your body, out of the mind, into the body. The good news is that this can take one minute, if, if you like to have a tea every day, you can have a cup of tea and just for one minute, be present with the tea. This means controlling your brain as well and not let it, you know, the brain is like, what about my to-do list? And you go like, this will wait, it's yeah. one minute. So negotiate wow, with the minute, brain, yeah. Yeah. then increase this. If you can have several one minutes, <laughs> open the window, yeah. go outside, start here. And from there, when you are back to a place where you're a bit less dispersed, then start thinking about what you want to be, not what you are doing, what you want to be. So for me, what I see is that the women want to be respected, but they want to be kind. They want to be team players. And for every one of those, look where the shadow the kindness, the shadow of the kindness is boundaries. Again, when you let people, the shadow of the team player is also the people pleaser.
0: People pleaser.
1: And that's saying also- no, that Saying no, saying no.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Saying no, but Learning when you say, say no. no, exactly. And my point is that you're not going to change people for yourself. So it's not because there's this big movement saying, you know women want, need to be more integrated and what have you, that people are going to change their ways. For you but what you can do is meet them at the beginning a bit where they are because people like people who look like them yeah. so you 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 speak their language them. you show them that you are on their side you're not against them you're not trying to change them that's nobody's job not even mine to change people it's you it's an inside job And as you start giving them all these signals that you are here as an ally, you are here because it's a win-win situation. When they win, you win. When you win, they win. Then they will see in you the person and not the working machine and not the performer only. And from there, while you are exploring who you are and what kind of leader you want to be, then you can ease up into that. Because you have, unfortunately, we are still in places, in corporates, where you need to prove yourself first. It's not about, oh, they will love me for my personality. (laughs) (laughs) A company only survives on the results and the bottom line and the cash that gets in. So we need also to be a bit realistic about that. So at the beginning, when you get into a new job, a lot of it is about the performance and what you're bringing and how you're adapting to the culture. It's as if you're getting married, you know, it's the same. When you get married, it's, it's not about you. It's, it's a couple, it's a new entity. It's a new energy that has been created. But once you have done that for many women, they have done that for years where they are. This is when they can use that goodwill, that, reservoir reserve that bank account of, I have proven myself to, to take a step back and say, okay, I don't really need to stay here. And that's one of the cases uh, of a client that I had is that was a woman. She was a very highly um, placed in her organization, organization lawyer. And she was still staying till 11 midnight in the evening because her junior team was working. And I said, right. listen, I understand the mom thing, <laughs> no <I understand> boundaries. <laughs>
0: you,
1: but you've, you've, you've paid your dues. It's fine. You're not abandoning them, but they need also to learn how to work efficiently by themselves. And when you are constantly on top of them, and when you are doing a job that you have done 10 years later, you're not doing yourself any service. So just go home. (laughs) Good advice. That sounds
0: like good advice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Going back into... What it is in the moment? What is coming up for you in the moment? If in the moment what is coming up for you is extreme depletion, then guess what? <laughs> this is where you need to work on. You need to replenish your energy. You need to replenish your motivation. And this cannot be forced either. It's, this is where your feminine side takes over, and you become the nurturer and the nourisher for your own body, for your soul, for your family, whatever you want, or even for your team. It can be that too.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for those helpful insights. Um, so yeah, maybe you can um, let us know how to reach you for, we wanted to work with
1: you. What I think you're mostly working on LinkedIn, you mentioned. I am on LinkedIn, but I am on facebook right. I am on Instagram as well um, so a, a, any any questions you have or even a quick hi is uh, <laughs> all good i I am an introvert, so I, I spend a lot of time on social media because this is a good place for introverted people as well to to create links without the sometimes the how can I say that the um, stress of being physically into a room with other people—it's a good networking place. When when you are on um, on LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is a bit more neutral than Facebook, so there isn't the <laughs>
0: <laughs> the reactivity you mean, maybe <laughs> the reactivity
1: exactly
0: <laughs> the emotional oh charge. Like everyone's exactly. a little more professional, <laughs>
1: exactly, <laughs> well yes, be they, they know. <laughs> yes, because they know, you are there to to have business exchanges you're not there to so everybody expects some kind of selling and i think facebook there is there's this kind of um it's like the wild west (laughs) yes it's like uh, somebody put put uh one day uh a, a joke about how social media work so somebody i put this morning that i like bananas and then somebody replies, what about mangoes? And don't you forget about apples. Apples are super important. Oh my <laughs> God, that's
0: hilarious. That is
1: hilarious.
0: That that's so true. That is so true. Well, people are definitely very more reactive than than ever, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. So boundaries are important on social media too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Boundaries, Boundaries are this kind of like very flexible frontier or wall where you can open doors as you want. You can close them as you want. Sometimes you need to build walls and it's okay. And it's nobody's business, but sometimes you need to open them because opportunities are knocking on your door, but the doors are so big and thick that you don't see them. So it's, it's again, it's like a dance with life and boundaries are a dance Mm. too.
0: I love that image. I never, I never thought of it that way that you can actually revisit them whenever you need to. And yeah, because I think a lot of time, a lot of time, people by default are either have zero boundaries because they're not even aware of them. And I know this was my case when I had, when I was a young mom and other people have like solid walls and they also don't know how to, you know, open, put a little crack. So I love that idea that they're there's actually a way to to open and close. <laughs> it's like we control that. That's really beautiful. And um, Maida, I was also on your website, and I saw you have a couple free resources there. If people want to have a taste of your medicine,
1: can you absolutely
0: available there? So now?
1: yes. So there is. So if you want to subscribe to my newsletter, there is a guide to your seren- serenity at work. Most of it was done pre-COVID but most of it you can apply for is it an audio guide So there is a big guide and then there there is a summary of that guide in the very free resources that you're mentioning so it's a guide of it's some sort of checklist have you you know pick two three things that you would like to be or or do this today to make yourself feel better so it could be talking to someone you like, it could be t- going back into your body, meditating, whatever you want. The second thing is something that I created for myself initially, um, because like many of my clients, again, I am very intellectual, and I had a lot of trouble with the concept of gratitude, and hmm. when, when I am in a lot of stress, and when things are piling up, I'm like, if this gratitude, I'm not grateful and so what? Yes, and I have a home, and so what? So at that point, I'm like, okay, let's go into appreciation. What can I appreciate of my day today? So I created this small calendar that you you can print. And then every day, what I'm asking you is every night, if you can, and every morning if you can, but every night is even is good mm. as well, is to just list three things that you are you that went well during the day so it could be just having conversation with you
0: (laughs) thank you i'll add that to mine yeah that's that's fantastic yeah they're actually very they're simple processes that can bring us back to the present moment to the body and i think like you were saying we're so centered around the mind that that we just want to complicate things and think oh i I don't, I don't have time for that when in fact it does take a few minutes. Right. And so the no time thing, I always hear it as an excuse. Like yes. we ha- all have the yes. same 24 hours, you know, that's, that's what we have to remember. So we really you, you also.
1: I'm sorry. And you, you also have, you decide that if one minute is good enough for you, then it's your one minute. This is part of of this boundary thing is that this is why my one minute guys uh that's really good (laughs) i remember
0: when when sometimes i would ask you know fellow teachers or whatever like about their meditation practice and they would go like Yeah, I do like thirty minutes to an hour meditation, and I'd be like, "Ooh, I would feel so inadequate!" Like thirty minutes to an hour, I just do fifteen or even ten. You know, (laughs) I would feel so like compare myself. But yeah, if it's one quality minute, um, and maybe you can do that several times a day, um, Mm -hmm. that's already great. I agree. Yeah, absolutely.
1: There are always ways and always solutions. Um, The idea is. Not to have any preconceived ideas on how it should look like,
0: yeah, but and allow not it. With
1: exactly. The neighbor,
0: right? Because we're all exactly. so different. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And somebody, it might be easy for them to do the 30 minutes or they might really need it. Well, someone else, 15 minutes is fine, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Midas, thank you so much for your time and all your beautiful insights. And yeah, um, I look forward to keeping in touch with you on social media and so on.
1: And I will uh, work together. (laughs) I will. We will. We will. I know. I I
0: know we have a few things like lined up. (laughs) All right. Thank you again, Maida. Thank
1: you. you.
0: Bye. Bye. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to contact me through my website, www.zarahwindy.com, for questions or comments or even inquiries about my one-on-one coaching services and mentorship. I will personally reply to you. See you next week.